0: my dad's birthday. Today. Happy
1: birthday, dad.
0: Hey, let's talk.
1: Well, welcome to Collective Sound. I have a wonderful guest with me today. The one, the only, Nordista All right, Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Collective Sound. Hey, Collectees. It's good to be here on your show. Wait, the fans. I,
1: I didn't have a name yet. That's oh, a good snap. one.
0: I kind of like it.
1: You did it. Wow. Thank you. How is your day today so far?
0: It's been a good day. I did some exercise and... Love that. Yeah, I have much to do still. Much to do.
1: Okay, that's okay. It's your dad's birthday?
0: It is my dad's birthday, so I'll be celebrating. And then after that, I'm going to paint.
1: As you should. Okay, King. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so fun. Um, Okay, so I make a lot of people do this. Will you give like a college intro? Like you're you're walking into like a freshman year college (laughs) class, and you have to give your name, major, hometown, and a fun fact about yourself.
0: I actually was just listening to Nathaniel do this on the drive home on your, on Collective. Oh, um, <laughs> my name is Nordice Um What else should I say? Oh, I'm sorry. My age?
1: Your name? My name? Major, hometown, and fun fact.
0: My name is Fries. Um I'm a freshman at Lipscomb University, or was, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> studying music, studying uh, commercial music. And... Fun fact about me, I have a really long tongue. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, watch this. Nobody can see it except for you.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh, wait, that's so scary. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so you went to Lipscomb. Are you from here? Where are you from? How'd you get there? Give me that story.
0: Yes, um, I am born and raised in Nashville. Okay. Uh, I'm coming to you from my bedroom and I've lived in this house since I was eight. Oh my gosh, and I love that. I went to Lipscomb... Kindergarten through college, okay. Um, the same school. Wow, it's pretty. Maybe that could be my fun fact. That's pretty weird. Um,
1: that's crazy. I didn't realize they had a lower school.
0: Yeah. So my family, you know, my great granddad is from like the Boot Hill of Missouri, and my okay. granddad moved the family down when my dad was ten, um, from Union City to Nashville. So from Tennessee. Um, and my dad was a fourth grader at Lipscomb. David Lipscomb Elementary School, and my granddad was the vice principal.
1: Okay, wow. As well as a
0: as well as a preacher in town, and uh, my dad grew up. You know, did the same kind of. He went through uh, elementary, middle, high school, college. Mm -hmm. Left for a while, did some other jobs. Decided he wanted to be a teacher. Came back to the very place they hired him Uh, the year I was born. I was a little baby in his hands when he shook hands with the principal. And then I went all the way through until I dropped out uh, a couple of years ago, my junior year
1: of okay. college. That's a really sweet story.
0: Yeah, it, it is a really sweet story. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. So you <laughs> dropped out. How did your parents feel about you dropping out? Did they care?
0: I remember my dad saying, I really don't think that you should drop out. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to. And then he said, well, in that case, I'm going to quit my job. Because I hate working here. Um, <laughs>
1: and then you both left.
0: Then we both left Lipscomb, yeah. Because he was done with it.
1: Wow, senior. Mean, they, they were,
0: you know, they started micromanaging him, and it's, it's hard to be a teacher nowadays. You know, they tell I you imagine, so many yeah. things, and so he quit. So I don't think he could be totally mad. And <laughs> I think that they, I, I do, I'll, to be transparent, I don't always feel affirmed in the day to day. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't always feel, but I do think in a in a more Long-term sense, I know they believe in me and my art. Um,
1: yeah,
0: and I mean, they let me live here. They are obviously very supportive. You know, it can be hard sometimes. You want your parents to just tell you that more than they do. Hundred percent. I, I think everybody <laughs> deals with that, but um, clearly, clearly, they do support me, and uh, and they physically do by providing me with a place to live. So
1: that's so sweet. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you, thank you 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 dropped out to do music. When did you start doing music and art and all of that?
0: My dad is a or was a children's minister at the church I grew up going to. So he would lead the like children's worship,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is a little which is always a little bit more silly, you know, it's like fun yeah. songs and mm-hmm. uh, and then afterwards he would also put on this puppet show for the kids. It's called Kids Express and uh, <laughs> it's where all the kids went. So I don't know. I mean, I grew up with my dad doing that, and my granddad being a preacher. So I always maybe because of that and being the youngest child, I always have been standing up at the kitchen table and performing and 100%. I did theater all through school Any opportunity to be in front of people I've taken um, I did choir through school And so I was already performing in that sense Doing music But I'd say like writing my own music And um, it would be about 7th grade I'd been mm-hmm. writing a lot of poetry And I got my first microphone And found out how to like loop I had this like looping <laughs> machine So uh-huh. I didn't know like, And I would just make songs on that And I started putting albums up on Bandcamp it was actually pretty prolific in middle and high school. I was putting out, I like an album every month or two. And, That's uh, crazy. Yeah, I made like thirty albums, and then I got into. Uh, then I started getting into the live thing, and now I've slowed down my uh, music making process. But I do a lot of performing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And well, now and and now I'm in the post performing era where now I just make TikToks because yeah. touring is dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, TikToks where it's at these days. That's what everyone says. So.
0: They're saying that. I think it is too. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Isabel. You're welcome. So, okay. So you start making music. If you had to describe your music to the people, how would you describe it?
0: Back then it was, um, I think it was influenced by, there's always been a vocal influence that I think comes from one growing up in the Church of Christ denomination of Mm -hmm. Christianity, which doesn't allow instruments because um, they try to um, follow the first century church. And since there's no, documentation of them using instruments. Mm-hmm. Um they feel that there should not be instruments in the church. So church I grew up going to, everyone just sings. There's no instruments. Um cool. the school I went to Lipscomb is also Church of Christ. So there would be uh worship assembly, chapel, as they called it, and uh and obviously choir as well, all you know, there's no instruments and
1: mm-hmm.
0: then also just grew up listening to my dad's favorite music being like the Beatles and the Beach Boys. So cool, yeah. You know, a lot of harmony driven pop music and um so yeah was the question
1: (laughs) um how would you describe (laughs) your music
0: (laughs) i think back right so i think back then i i was already taking that vocal influence that i still carried and i think i've even returned a lot to that influence of 60s music to where i mean that's a lot of a majority of what i listen to now is 60s pop Mm -hmm. and my most recent singles i've been making since my album cosmic house in 2017 have all been um recorded to tape um and they all are like very i think harmony driven and kind of more like 60s pop 60s rock would be at least what I would call it, um, but I think if you come to a live show, it maybe falls more in vein with like stuff like Twin Peaks and like the Nude Party. Okay. Yeah. So some people compare it to KG Elephant, although I'm not super familiar with their work. Um, I do. I have seen videos of um, them performing, mm-hmm. and I will say that I do. A, I think I would do a similar thing to Matt Schultz, which is totally unintentional. But I think we both. Listen, must listen to the same music and <laughs> have, a, have a similar mentality. Being from Bowling Green in Nashville, so
1: I could see the parallels. I've I've seen you live, maybe twice.
0: No way. Where at?
1: I came to not the last Space Prom, but the Space Prom before.
0: Space Prom two which, at, with Arlie yes, The Mercy Lounge.
1: Yes which I want to like get into detail about that in a second, but I do have a funny story. So we like all my roommates, we plan to go. This is when we first met Nathaniel. So we're like, awesome. We'll come see Arlie going to be super great. Yeah. Super prepared. We're like, we're going to go all out, get like these like bomb fits. I bought this like hot pink (laughs) dress from when I was in California and it was great. All prepped week before I get mono so bad that Belmont told me it was one of the worst cases they've ever seen. <laughs> but I was like, Holy moly. I can't miss Space Prom. So I came to Space Prom like dying of mono. And oh. it was honestly a great experience. I had a really great time. Um,
0: I'm so glad.
1: Yeah. So that was a really wonderful experience. Wow. Space wow. Prom is just a whole thing in and of itself. That's just like so fun. Um,
0: thank, thank you so much. That means the welcome. world to me. Oh my gosh. Thank it you.
1: was so fun. And then I don't, I was out of town for Space bomb. Space Prom Three, which was a bummer.
0: You flubbed up, man. That was a, that was the best show yet. That was the really? best performance ever.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> but it's okay. There will be more.
1: Okay, wait. Well, <laughs> okay, so as we speak of Space Prom, will you explain what Space Prom is? How did it happen? Like, how'd you come up with this idea? Just a little Absolutely.
0: background. Space Prom is derivative of the idea. Well, hmm. I'd always had an interest in prom. Um, mm-hmm. I, I went to prom. Um, I I like parties. Um in a very just like pure sense, you know.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't I don't do drugs or or drink uh for personal reasons, but I like to party, I like to stay out and I want to dance and I wanna have fun. Me too. uh, Yeah, right. And so prom in theory in high school is supposed to be
1: Is he like epitome of that?
0: Yeah, I mean it's the peak. um, Mm -hmm. it's the climax of all of high school should be this event and you dress nice and you have this beautiful time, but everybody I think pretty much agrees unless you're just like the homecoming king and queen, unless you're just like the football player, cheerleader, like it kind of sucks. And <laughs> you know, I realized what I actually, what we actually romanticize about prom is like back to the future. It's like this, like
1: a hundred percent, you know
0: what I mean? It's just like yeah. different time period of prom. And there's kind of this like fifties, sixties kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I just thought I wanted to create a prom that was for everyone yeah. And I thought the best way to do that would be to create a prom of the past, present, and future. The present being us at Space mm-hmm. Prom. The past being the music of all proms of the past. And the future being this futuristic outer space kind of vibe to it. Yeah. And so year one, it was at Lucky Bamboo Chinese restaurant over on the west side.
1: I and, uh, love Lucky Bamboo more than more, I love those really? things. Gosh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful place. And they have that. And I, I knew that uh, that guy, uh, like Faro, uh, Faro, I guess Faro, he uh, from...
1: Yes, Zach Faro. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, right. Zach mm-hmm. Faro from uh, Half Paramore. Half Noise and Paramore. Yeah, I knew that he did that Half Noise show mm-hmm. release there. And that's when I found out that they had this like beautiful area in the back. That's, like, yeah, it's morning, cool. School, perfect for prom. And exactly. so I got eight bands together and I said, let's cover... Every band can play like a short set. That Mm -hmm. documents a different time period of prom music from the '30s to the '90s. That's
1: crazy. We had
0: this like really long prom night, and I honestly I told everyone you can either dress like outer space, you can dress like you're from the future, Mm -hmm. uh, or you can dress like going to prom or something in the middle. And to to my surprise, it was incredibly successful. I really genuinely genuinely, I'm not saying it to be humble. I did. I thought it was a very far out concept, and I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure if people would be able to match me there. And I was hoping, you know, 100 to 150 people would show up, and we had 543 people show That's up. You're one, right? In Lucky so,
1: Bamboo, at, too. <laughs> it's just, like, Lucky not Bamboo, that big.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lucky Bamboo's just got this, like, buffet going. They're just making – they're raking it in. They, uh, <laughs> we're clearly, like, breaking every rule, every fire code, maximum occupancy. It's, like, uh, maximum capacity. It's 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 over. And literally, there's a girl – like, this one girl passes out, and, like – this is this is kind of scary. She's like having a seizure, right? And oh so like gosh. all of a sudden like there's like an ambulance and they're like carrying this girl out in a stretcher and there's like all the people, Lucky Bamboo, the owner's like running around with like wads <laughs> full of cash and there's just like 500 <laughs> people like dancing and it's just like playing like 70s prom music. There's like disco going on and I'm dressed like this like weird like Mad Hatter mixed with uh, Elton John and I was just like, what? And I remember we didn't have, at the time, we didn't have a way to process people's payment with credit card, and it was before I like, sold tickets in advance to shows, because mm-hmm. I was still a couple of years ago, early on in my career, and so people just bringing, you know, like, $10 bills, and just putting them <laughs> on this table, and there's a stack, it's a super <laughs> high stack, and I'm literally running to the car, because the police are showing up, and I'm, like, running to the car to make sure they don't see all my money. Like,
1: wads of cash. I felt
0: like I was, yeah, it was a very, very surreal experience, and uh, anyway, you know, people kept asking about it, and I obviously had a great time, and it was really successful, so I want people to keep enjoying it and I want to keep doing it. And so I teamed up with Arlie, year two, Mercy Lounge. And then uh this past year, Space Prompt Three was just my band playing the entire set with special guests and we were able to sell out Mercy Lounge and then this time sell out the basement East. And so
1: it keeps growing. Yeah, it
0: it really is insane. It is especially insane. Even for like for me in my career, it has been more successful than anything else I've done. So Mm -hmm. it's been really exciting and just interesting. (laughs) It's uh, cool.
1: I feel like it's become this, like, I don't know how to describe this, like, this, like, staple for, like, Nashville youth. Like, I know so many people. Year two when I went, there was, like, a lot of people I knew that were, because I went to Belmont. So like, a lot of people talking about it, like, whatever. But this last year, it was, like, everyone was, like, oh, are you going to space prom? Like, it was, like, it's, like, the thing in Nashville. Yeah. I feel like for people in their, like, you know, early to late 20s, And I love it. So congrats. That's such like a big deal. And what an accomplishment. Thank you.
0: It it definitely has surpassed me and it's surpassed my name Mm -hmm. to the extent to where I will match with a girl, uh, you know, on Tinder and she'll, and I'll be like, hello. And then she'll be like, I love space prom. And I'll be like, cause I'll have like a picture of me like wearing my outfit. And I'll be like, oh, that's great. And then like, (laughs) I don't know. How, I, can't, I don't know the exact language, but I'll basically somehow imply that I put it on, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh, you're the one behind that." And I'm like, and "Yes, said, yes, that's me." So, and then it's just it's interesting idea where like it's not just on, on online, but just yeah, I'll just meet people who know about Space Prom and they don't have any idea who I am. Yeah, which is just crazy because what I, a I weird thought, feeling for you. It's it, yeah, it's surpassed me. It's grown into its own thing, and you know what? People love it so much. I I, I
1: know.
0: I I was prepared to not do it again after three because you know like mm-hmm. disney or something i didn't want to like just run it into yeah. the ground space prom yeah. you know 2028 20, it's like <laughs> everyone's like dude this is so overdone but i mean it's got enough life to go for another you year have two to or two at it. least you know yeah do it at
1: least one more for the people
0: right and i really want to do it all ages like at this next one because mm-hmm. the last year i've had to be 18 and up because of the venues like i venue. just can't find a big enough you know wasn't quite big enough to sell out like a all-ages venue you know yeah. what i mean So
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. What's I'll
0: the? Keep, I guess I'll keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's
1: the dream for the next year?
0: Like just for me, or for the next space prom?
1: For ne- the next space prom, we'll get into you <laughs> next. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you said, God, kidding. finally. <laughs> oh,
0: I spit, no, no, I love space prom. Um, I genuinely do, and uh, it brings me so much joy in life. And it, I'll say, it it is such, especially like this past year, like space prom three, finally felt like, really what I wanted to do, which is have me and my eight friends. Mm-hmm. learn two hours worth of music and to just like then pick friends who like I thought could really do a good job singing this song or that song like yeah like for instance our friend Nathaniel singing uh I don't know if you've ever heard that song wake me up before you go go yes. It was just perfect so- for him and he came out and he nailed it and like being up there and like you know all my friends and family in the crowd and it's just like I'm getting to invite all these artists I truly believe in there's something about that that just really aligns with what I care about and it's really mm-hmm. just it can make me cry thinking about it like yeah. it's so special to get everyone in the room together and to just in the same way with freeze fest like having this like showcase of all my friends mm-hmm. being like, look at this like yeah look at what's happening and like the people it's, it's what I call uh, stone soup like do you remember that fable stone soup mm-hmm. it's like uh, I, I've I always compare myself to those travelers like because all I do is provide the stone yeah. and everybody else brings ingredients and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and so to a certain extent it falls under my name because I'm the curator yeah. or the creator of the event but I I know that I can't play the instruments and I can't fill the mm-hmm. room and what I what I am actually capable of is very limited but the fact that that all these people believe in the project and believe in mm-hmm. a dream and they come together and really put on something that none of us can do on our own
1: yeah
0: it's a very spiritual it's a very uh beautiful thing yeah you know and, and uh, it- yeah
1: And it's just like creating something that's bigger than you, which I feel like is so important, Mm -hmm. especially in, I feel like our our society can be very individualistic often, and very much promote that of like, you have to do what's best for you and all that stuff, which I agree, that's a different thing. But I think this is a really great movement and like ideology these are all big totally, words that I totally. never pull out, but <laughs> but this like something that's bigger than you that I think is really important for people to like pour into that because I feel like it does so much for you as an individual <clears throat> to be able to pour into something that isn't about you.
0: That yeah, absolutely. No, it totally makes sense. I feel like my whole career has been this like, had that dichotomy of like feeling like I'm am on this very personal journey in some ways, very isolated. But everything that I do is so collaborative. You know, the mm-hmm. whole idea of like, performing in a live music setting especially the way i've done it like without a booking agent like through diy booking it's very mm-hmm. connection oriented and every single show that you put on every single like where you're it's it's not like you're the headliner you're putting on a show with like three or four bands and you're all trying to bring out people to help create this moment it's like everything is always so dependent upon other people um but yet you're an artist and art is so internal mm-hmm. um so there is like this like There's two things happening at once, where, uh, which is just a very interesting thing about music in particular, is that it's a very collaborative art form. Mm
1: -hmm. Even if
0: you are um, Tame Impala, even if you're Kevin Parker and you play every single instrument and write the songs and produce it and mix it and master it yourself, at the end of the day, he still has to find a band to play it. And every time you step onto a stage, the physical restrictions of that space and whoever designed that space and put the speakers mm-hmm. in place and put the crowd in place and however many people choose to show up and participate and the band learning the parts and the lights, you know,
1: mm-hmm. to, to
0: put on even even that, even Kevin Parker, who is such or like Kanye or some of these people who like do so much of it on their own, yeah. they really are just at a certain point orchestrating a larger thing that is mm-hmm. far beyond them. And that's true for other art forms as well, but it's very evident, especially in music. particularly live music I think you know
1: yeah yeah and I think just like music is such a collective experience because you know you could write and create this song or live show and all this stuff but then whoever experiences that is going to get a different meaning or feeling or whatever from that and then pass that on so it's such like a collective domino effect that's like so incredible that we like get to experience that
0: yeah totally that that is so interesting artists and then yeah yeah exactly there's so many different everyone has their own experience and their own interpretation whether it's of the lyrics and the music and what mm-hmm. that represents or the show and the way they engage with that show depending on how they feel that day and and how their whole lives have led them up to that moment exactly and interact with the
1: art yeah which is crazy exactly um will you so i was talking on instagram before this obviously have to do my Sweet. research thank you um and your most recent post you were talking about how you've done what 750 shows That's correct. Okay. Will you explain (laughs) that? And will you also explain, like, I feel like I obviously understand what like the DIY scene is because I'm like, I live in Nashville and have a lot of friends that are musicians, but I feel like that's not something that's super, that's not like common knowledge, you know? So will you explain that? And then just explain how you did 750 shows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would love to. So born and raised in Nashville. I don't, I've never had a deep understanding of the music business. Mm-hmm. Um, I started making music because I liked music because I listened to music and because my father, like I said, is a worship leader and I was involved in choir and I just loved, I loved to sing about the Muna and the Juna and the springa. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, so when I wanted to start putting out music, I did what a lot of people do nowadays, uh you know especially millennial gen gen Z specifically like I uploaded it to bandcamp
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know even though that was that was twenty ten that was ten years ago, there wasn't really streaming uh at least i don't I had no understanding of it if there mm-hmm. was i don't I don't think there even was but uh on its own was me doing something that for the last forever would have been completely revolutionary, which was not using a record label to put on music mm-hmm. um record labels doing other things like they promote your music, um, and you know they help you get management and get a booking agent. They help you in all, in all these ways and with PR and this and that, and, and they give you a bunch of money, um, but at the end of the day, they no longer are the gatekeeper of what music yeah. exists uh, because of things like percent. Bandcamp, and uh, even over the course of my career, I've seen things like streaming become more and more accessible to where uh, at first I had to pay if, like. It's gotten to the point where now I can literally upload my music and like people like you and me, you know, I use Anchor. I upload my podcast mm-hmm. for free to the yeah. internet and it's everywhere and to YouTube and whatever. So um fortunately DIY has gotten a little bit easier in certain ways, but uh mm-hmm. like what it really what is most interesting about it is the uh, is the live aspect, which is yeah. that I do and uh, up until twenty twenty, I now do have a friend who helps me book but i was have been completely independently booking my own music and that honestly i think makes sense to everybody uh everything about where i started which is that you just you know i went to like the starbucks or the you know whatever and so like hey you know i like asked the barista yeah hey, i can play here sometime like i saw y'all do live music and they're like oh mm-hmm. here's an email Then you email that lady you know the, the manager and and she's like yeah, sure. You know, or maybe she yeah. doesn't hit you back. And then you're like, that's weird. Why didn't she hit me back? <laughs> and uh, so that started in 2012. I started performing uh, with a band I had that we called Paper Maps. And it was this indie band that me and my friend S. Grant Parker, who still performs with me, and my friend uh, Sam Hearn, Samuel Joseph Hearn, a.k.a. Cobalt Drop, a.k.a. Big Sma. Um, we formed a band. And my friend Gentry Wigginton, who is now the um, one of the owners of Living Waters Brewery next to Grimey's.
1: Oh, um, okay
0: yeah with the four of us we started a band and we started playing and we would just say yes to any opportunity and you know uh a mom from church asks us to play the fall festival for her Mm -hmm. whatever uh you know the school has a friday night football game they want us to come play this thing or we go to downtown franklin just set up on the street Mm -hmm. or we hear that like a Froyo shop and i mean what and then you start finding out there are other bands yeah. You know, oh, you, oh! My friend does music, and if we play a show together, they'll bring their people. I'll bring my people, and then we'll have twice as many people there. Um, it just slowly begins to make sense. Like
1: mm-hmm. it's just.
0: Then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, every time we put on a show, twenty to thirty people show up. So then I can find other bands who can maybe pull twenty to thirty people who I'm friends with, and then we yeah. can together go and pitch our show to a venue in town and say, hey, you know, if we all the three of our bands agree to promote this show, uh, you know, we'll bring out sixty people. And then, mm-hmm. the the deal. And then all of a sudden. Back on track. We're live.
1: We're live. Okay, everyone. Sorry, I I dropped the a there. I suck. I'm the worst podcast owner, and my Wi-Fi crashed. Oh,
0: that, that, was, that was too far. That I just said that. That was a joke. That it was, was mean. All, all the collectees are gonna just <laughs> DM me and just roast me. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Um, I do know what I was talking about. You want me to continue? Yeah, keep going. I was probably getting along with it anyway. It's probably good. You probably did it on purpose. Point being is that throughout, since 2012, and I was in a band then, began doing solo 2014, 2015, have just grown my music um, organically by collaborating with artists and with house venues or legit venues, um, emailing them myself and contacting them uh, like through Instagram, phone calls, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook messages, doing a DIY it's really DIT. Uh, it's do it together. And it's a way to,
1: oh,
0: <laughs> isn't sweet? I love it's, that. it's a way of, it's a way of, maybe it's because you don't want to, or it's because you can't be a part of like the record label, be part of the industry. Mm-hmm. You do stuff on your own. And there's so many people. I mean, the majority of people have to do it that way. Um, yep. And a lot of us, you know, aspire to be on a label one day. Cause it's a, mm-hmm. it is a beautiful thing. And, Mm-hmm. you know we have friend. you and I both have friends who are on labels and we see the beauty of that but there's also a lot to be said about owning your music and uh, making I can do whatever I want whenever I want I literally have nobody on my team except for my friend Lee now who does help mm-hmm. me with booking um, but even that is very collaborative and
1: yeah
0: um, you know he just helps keep it professional and organized yeah. but but yeah like that's what DIY is and it's something that I have become a lot of times. Like if a publication thing writes for me, they call me like a DIY, you know, and then insert a very kind thing like DIY Mm -hmm. King. Yeah. And you know, and it's not, I don't think, I don't know if I'm the DIY King of Nashville. There's a lot of people doing really cool stuff here, but um, I didn't even mean to become some sort of DIY character. Mm -hmm. i just am a artist making art and the industry is just, frankly, it doesn't have any interest in me. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I'm not, I mean, maybe sometimes I'm bitter about that. Other times I don't really care. You know, it's just, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: the whole thing is just, so there's just not very many people that they can work with and they're looking for a very specific thing. And uh, I don't know. I've never valued creating art that, I've never worked on making a version of myself that they would find attractive. I just Mm -hmm. do what I want. You want to do uh, stuff for you. And that's not even to insult people who do that because art is malleable and it's adaptable. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, if you want to make it, we're all doing things to adapt to art to make it more um, accessible. Mm -hmm. But I I just don't jump through those hoops. I would rather put out music whenever.
1: It's great. I love that. I love that. And it gives you you a lot of freedom to experiment with things too, which I think is really cool. And like, you know, find what works for you. Yeah. Okay, so 750 shows in how many, how long how many years
0: since 2012 and uh 500 of of which in the last four um well I guess that would be the same both times but uh no 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 wait that'd be way more yeah five five hundred in the last four years under my name um that's at first it was like I do about 130 a year I'm trying to get up to 150 but this year
1: I know I'm so sorry so
0: yeah 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 yeah. but but but, uh you know 2021 I'm gonna play heck yeah a lot of shows gonna play a lot of shows
1: what's like the craziest show you've played Or like the craziest experience you've had in these 750 shows?
0: Um, When people ask about, this is actually, and this is a good segue because this is also just about DIY touring in general. Uh, An anecdote that I give is July of last year. This is just to explain the kind of touring that I do. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: Here's the beginning of my July tour last year. Night one, we're playing at a church camp. Um, Fun, okay. yeah, Yeah, so we're playing for like a group of middle to high school kids. We leave there. Drive to Oxford, Mississippi, where we play this basically frat party. You know, <laughs> very, you know, not at a frat house, but it's like yeah. some bros some bros and who are in a fraternity are throwing mm-hmm. a party and we're playing that. And then the very next night I play we, we play a, a gay bar in New Orleans. So
1: What range?
0: Very eclectic, right? And it's just yeah. because <laughs> to me it's just about connecting with people and I, I, mm-hmm. I genuinely don't really care about it being a certain demographic or something yeah. I just want to meet people and you know so wow. yeah i say yes and i and we do a bunch of different stuff so that's the that's how you that's how uh, eclectic it can be
1: mm-hmm. there
0: are some particularly crazy anecdotes uh specifically there was this time that i uh was playing i played a show in houston where i scored this gig with these two established houston artists and i was the opener mm-hmm. and uh there weren't enough people there to fill the venue, and it was a brand new venue called Spruce Goose. And Spruce I, uh, <laughs> and I, I, my guitar broke at the time I was playing guitar on this tour. No. And so I, I, I just started a little mosh pit, but there was such a big room that I started running laps around it. And then I ran, and I was going to jump off this wall, this like brick wall. Uh-huh. But since this was one of the first shows yet, nobody knew, I guess, uh, that this wall was actually just a brick wallpaper. And so I went through the wall <laughs> and the venue was really mad. And uh, so the venue, <laughs> so, the vin- so the venue asked me, they were like, Hey, you know, we're, this is serious. Like we just opened this venue. Like we're going to be really hurting. Even though it was just, I did put a tiny hole. It wasn't even a big hole. It's tiny <laughs> yes. hole in drywall. Um, the venue's like, you know, Hey, we, we're going to need probably like a thousand dollars from you. So I'm not, I don't have a thousand dollars and I'm not no. contractually obligated to give that to them. And you know, as much as I want them to succeed, I knew I just had to walk away. So yeah. All our stuff, and we're going to the car. We're literally like running away from this venue, like, <laughs> like going. And the venue owner is manager is following me out of the venue, like talking to us. You guys need to start a GoFundMe and raise. And then we get to my car, and the car has busted, and somebody's broken into our van and stolen some of our gear, and stolen my like laptop and my no. uh, you know, my guitar player's camera. And uh, she just sees that and is so shocked, she just like walks away. She's like, I- I'll talk to y'all later. And, <laughs> Oh, snap. So we have to deal with this. So then we drive to our place to stay. Well, we drive to Whataburger. And then we drive to our place to stay. And uh, we're reckoning with this. And then (laughs) we wake up in the morning because I booked us to play this event at this outside beer garden where uh, this flower company has teamed up with this photography company who's teamed up with this dog company, teamed up with this beer garden. And they're having this event where you and your dog can get pictures together both wearing flower crowns and we're playing i can't i found the facebook page and just send them an email and they let us come perform and uh so we're performing at this event and we're like don't have we're, like missing gear and we're like have to drive with like we don't have a window anymore
1: oh my so god
0: loud so we play that event then we drove to corpus christi texas and uh played at a burger bar and then right at the very end of a burger bar so it just starts pouring rain no we just had um across this giant bridge you get from uh, t- to get to back to our house, and uh, it was very scary. But then we woke up the next day, we went to a window shop, and the guy who owned the window shop knew my cousin because he goes to my cousin's church, so he gave us the window for free.
1: Oh, so
0: we
1: <laughs> that's insane!
0: And just like that, with days we had lost no money, uh, and we were back in business, <laughs>
1: <laughs> back in business, baby. No days off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, back in business. Boss baby back in business.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. That's like all in a span of like, what, two days, three days?
0: Yeah, within two days.
1: Oh my gosh. That's pretty crazy. That's touring for you. From tour. Yeah, touring
0: touring is wild like that. You just do crazy. It's the most extravagant lifestyle and the most, uh, what's the opposite of extravagant? (laughs) I mean, you're literally like sleeping on a hardwood floor, eating like, Bean burritos from Taco Bell for a dollar because they're the only food you can afford. Exactly. And then, and then the next night, this like, you're like, mom, you're like, guitar player's mom's cousin is like, y'all can stay in my exactly. mansion in Alabama. And they're like, here's just <laughs> like a big, huge meal. <laughs> we went to Pizza Hut and bought every single appetizer, and you're like, whoa, you're like, we're balling out, <laughs> like, we're. And then the next night, this guy's like, hey, don't sleep on the couch because someone peed on it, and you're like, who are you? guys like where am I why am I staying here you know what I mean it's just like exactly terrifying I'm t- I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately scared right now uh so you know that's wow tour.
1: the range but that's so yeah. fun like what a fun way to live your 20s you know
0: totally I totally agree and 30s maybe
1: and <laughs> we'll 30s see. and maybe your 40s like yeah, maybe we'll do, just do
0: it forever maybe I mean I'm gonna keep touring so if uh you know if things don't gain momentum but yeah
1: there you I'm go i sleeping
0: on hardwood i <laughs>
1: Okay, so what's what's next for Freeze?
0: Well, in the last six weeks of 2020, I've actually got my list right here. You want me to just read some stuff? Yeah, please do. Uh, I'm trying to continue painting every day. I've been doing uh, painting every day, watercolor painting. Love that. Uh, I want to make some new merch. I'm working on season two of my own podcast, actually. It's called Fun Zone.
1: Fun Zone. Uh, Everyone go listen to Fun Zone.
0: Yeah, it's similar to this. Yeah, you know, it's just conversations with people. It's fun. Fun. And, uh, I'm also starting a new one called Freeze Pop a Second Podcast, which is uh, because Anchor, I don't know if you saw this, but Anchor is now allowing you to make a podcast with implemented Spotify music. So, Oh, I'm going, cool. So uh, as long as you, as long as over, I believe, as long as over 50% of the content is the music, yeah. then um, so basically it's like, a you can like become a DJ. So I'm going to try to like start doing like a radio show. You know what I mean?
1: That's so fun
0: yeah thank you
1: freeze pop what a good name um
0: thank you and then freeze fest six is coming uh before the year's over it's gonna be online and uh yeah besides that just like making tiktoks i'm trying to learn french trying to write a little bit of poetry i'm trying to make some music and uh yeah (laughs) and trying trying to get better at photography
1: wow productive king
0: thank you that that that's me being pretty transparent oh and i'm also doing p90x right now with two of my best friends so
1: okay well the next thing is for you to self-promote but you kind of already did that. But like anything else you want to plug, do it here, do it now. This is your space. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, obviously, listen to the pod. Obviously, listen to your music. Check yeah. out the new merch that's coming. Follow yeah. our Freeze on Instagram. What's your Instagram?
0: My Instagram is at Northeast to Freeze. And then there's also at Northeast to art, at Northeast to Freeze.finsta, at Northeast @nordiestofreeze. to uh, uh, there So there's a few different like, if you just type in nerdies to freeze, you'll find like a bunch of different accounts <laughs> you can follow. And they, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, I keep them all pretty, I, I post on them all pretty frequently. So, okay, so hit those up. If you want to, really the best thing to do is to uh, text me. So, my number is 615 584 8110. And you can text me and uh, I will be your friend. You know, that's really. Is this a
1: real thing? Do you really just put your number out there for the world? I really do. That's amazing. I love it. Okay, well, <laughs> text freeze.
0: It's, it's definitely, I'll, I'll just say, if I was going to promote something, I'd just promote that people should reach out to me because I want to be people's friends. And mm-hmm. I think people don't take me seriously with that. I give out my number at every single show, and no one ever texts me. You know, No one ever texts me. I just want to be people's friends, and I want people to be my friend. And the most special thing they could do is really just follow me on Instagram and because it's not just about the music or the paintings or the – performance you know it's just the whole shebang like i just want people to be in community with me and uh i'm gonna keep putting on events i'm gonna keep making art uh that hopefully will people will be able to enjoy and um you know if they enjoy it and they support me then that gives me a bigger platform to do bigger and more exciting things you know yes hopefully it's pretty collaborative like that you know what i mean
1: 100 percent freeze i can't wait for us to just be bffs
0: Yeah, yeah, what do you think? Do you think we could do that? I think we could be be friends.
1: Okay, we're getting distracted now. I need to do rapid fire. Rapid fire, Okay, you ready for this? Okay, number one, what's your favorite song at the moment?
0: My favorite song at the moment is, holy moly. It's got to (laughs) be Breaking Up Is Hard To Do by Neil Sedaka. Have you ever heard that song? I don't. Breaking Up Is Hard To Do. It's from 1960.
1: But also, okay. I really like
0: that new uh, "Na Na Na" by Kanye featuring the Baby and uh, and uh, Two Chains. This <laughs> is a political, this is political campaign song. But he just did a remix uh, with like the Baby and Two Chains doing verses. I think it's a really good song. Um, and the new Volpe album is really good.
1: Oh yeah, big fan. <sighs> okay, wow. Basic.
0: Those are basic answers. I Wish it's something more obscure. Something no,
1: that's great. That's who you are, and I love it. Um,
0: I'm basic AF.
1: <laughs> that's not. who you are. We love it. <laughs> um what's the best concert you've ever been to
0: probably m- most formative would be the winter wonder slam featuring toby mack and family force 5 at allen arena and Lipscomb university when i was in fifth grade <laughs> or that's so grade.
1: sweet yeah, toby yeah, mack yeah. what a guy
0: mm-hmm. toby, yeah because i was like in, in elementary school i was really like christian music and again, we see family force 5 they're my favorite band and they were just so Cool and broke broke so many rules and was so unconventional and mm-hmm. to this day maybe you know one of if not the most influential band of my career in my um, so that was obviously big and uh, I'd say more recently an evening with Dawes I've seen okay. Dawes many times and uh, they're an evening with Dawes concerts that they do like at the Ryman and different places mm-hmm. are like multi concerts of them are just amazing it's really? some of the most because their music is just they're some of the best musicians best songwriters they mm-hmm. they just make the best art like. Yeah, it's just so enjoyable. So yeah, wow, what answer, a good yeah. answer. Thank you.
1: Okay, and last one: if you could collab with one person, dead or alive, who would it be?
0: Oh man, it would have to be Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys.
1: Good Brian answer. Wilson's my
0: hero, and you know he's getting on up there, uh, but he's not. Um, you know, he's still performing and he's still making music. In fact, in twenty in, in two thousand and eighty, put out one of I think his best pieces of work yet. So uh, you know, it'd be really cool. Uh, one time, I did wake up, and Brian Wilson was sitting across from me. Um, I got too nervous; I should have said something. But
1: How? Um, you can't just leave me hanging like that!
0: <laughs> I just woke up, and Brian Wilson was there, and I was like, "Hey, this guy looks like Brian Wilson." Then the guy wasn't. Then the guy was like, "That's because he is Brian Wilson." Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> and I was like, "What the heck?" And then I was like, "What?" And then Al Jardine was there; he's also from the Choice. I go up and talk to him. I said, "Hey, I love your music. I saw you play in Nashville." He said, "Nashville was a good night." Um you Where know Brian you he Brian was like in a wheelchair up? drinking diet coke and I you know he seemed a little sedated uh, I was in an airport Oh
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, thinking uh, like on a couch like okay. I
0: know I I want to kind of leave you hanging like that but yeah I was in an airport it was a layover Um wow. I would also I also I also would like to say that if if I get a second choice I would pick uh, Terry Adams of the band The New Rhythm and Blues Quartet in RBQ they've been around since 19 uh, 19- 62 or 3 or something crazy maybe 1965 and uh, they, they still perform and uh, Terry Adams has been in the project uh, from the very beginning and uh, he's the only remaining member who's like still there from the beginning it's one of my greatest influences um, you know actually uh, the New Rhythm and Blues Quartet and uh, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys have only collaborated on one album and that album is Spongebob no way Yes, because SpongeBob, uh, they had such a big budget that they just got whoever they wanted to collaborate, and uh, they're big fans of the New Rhythm and Blues Quartet. New Rhythm and Blues Quartet have played uh, have been a lot of the Simpsons music. They've they've been okay. in the Simpsons TV show, and they also have been uh, they uh, perform, I believe, on the song "The Best Day Ever." And yes. uh, Brian Wilson also sings BGVs on the song "Doing the Krabby Patty." Krabby <laughs> Patty. It's Brian Wilson. So you know, pretty cool.
1: Oh, I'm learning so much tonight. Just
0: take me as I am. I'd love to be your friend.
1: Yes. And jump on the train now. Like, come on, people. What are you waiting for? Freeze wants to be your friend.
0: For real, for real. I really do. (laughs) Justin, Justin. Okay, please. Just give me your your attention for one second if you're listening. um, I've just, I'm towards the end of this podcast experience. And um, I'm just, you know, I didn't know Isabel until right now. I know you don't know Isabel, but I got to say, it's been a really fun experience. Um, she's talked to a lot of really good people within our community and has, you know, a really consistent following of, um, what do we call your fans?
1: Of oh, collecties or something? Collect-
0: <laughs> of collecties. And, uh, you know, I think this would just be a really good way to take some time, uh, do a long-form interview, and, you know, get to talk to a really sweet person and help us all learn a little bit more about you. Um, you honestly, I- I've looked through your... YouTube, you don't have a lot of long form interviews. There are a lot of people who probably want to know more about you. And, uh, you know, this could be a good way to have one of those under your belt so your super fans could learn a little bit more about you. And, uh, you, know, you know, it's good to do something long like this because I know you are thinking about launching that Patreon and um, <laughs> give people a little more insight into your life doing the day to day. Perhaps it would help incentivize people to, uh, you know, want to engage with you on a subscription basis. So, you know, that's my best. You know, maybe I'm totally wrong, Justin, but I did hear those claims and this could be a good way to uh sort of kick that off so yeah that's